Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to the weekend, my friends. It's Friday, January 20th. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. Jack's going to be back in the seat uh, this next coming Monday. So he's traveling back from uh, probably a really nice, warm week out west and joined himself and probably a little bit of golf as well. Behind the board, as always, our executive producer, Johnny Cadillac. Thank you so much for taking care of us. We've had a great uh, week of guests on Drive Time Lincoln this week. Monday, we had Jeff Lindquist from Teammates Program. Tuesday, State Senator Julie Slama came in and talked about really the plethora of bills that are being thrown out there now for the current legislative session. And then yesterday, we had City Council candidate Dr. Elena Newman on. If you missed any of them, you can check out uh, them on the podcast or any of our past shows as well by going to KLIN.com or utilizing the KLIN app. Well, earlier this week, our award-winning news team ran a couple of stories about the fentanyl epidemic that is devastating people's lives right here in Nebraska and around the country. Over one and a half million lethal doses of fentanyl were seized in Nebraska last year, the highest amount ever seized. And last week alone, there were two traffic stops um, that yielded 50,000 fentanyl pills and 6.6 pounds of suspected fentanyl-laced cocaine, plus regular prescription drugs that people are taking um, from the aftermarket um, if they're purchased outside of a licensed pharmacy are being laced with fentanyl as well. And finally, over 100,000 people have died from fentanyl alone this past year. Here's the thing. The show today is vital. It's a critical show. I want you to listen. I highly recommend that if you've got any loved ones, family members, friends, uh, have them jump on the show right now. If they can't make it, have them listen to the podcast because it's going to be very valuable. So what I decided to do today was have a couple of guests join us who are on the front lines of fighting this epidemic. In the first half of the, or excuse me, in the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Tasia Brummagen. Uh, she's from the Wellbeing Initiative here in Lincoln. Tasia personally knows the devastating impact of fentanyl and drugs. Uh, having overdosed herself a couple of times. And then after finding help and recovery several years ago, she is passionately helping others overcome their addictions as a peer support specialist with the Bell, uh, Wellbeing Initiative. Um, she has such an inspiring story of resilience and hope um, that she's going to share with us in the second half of Drive Time Lincoln, and you're definitely going to want to hear her story. Uh, but to kick things off, uh, we are honored to be joined by Steve Bell. He's an assistant special agent in charge at the Drug Enforcement uh, Administration in Omaha. He's been uh, working uh, over 30 years in this area with a lot of experience in fighting the drug problem in our country. So, uh, Special Agent Bell, thank you for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. We appreciate you being here. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, when I read about the mind-blowing stats uh, this past week uh, about fentanyl and how it's really devastating Nebraska, uh, 2022 is a horrible year. And I wanted to bring you on because you have firsthand uh, knowledge and account of what actually is happening. So let's start out. Why don't you tell us about yourself, uh, what your role is at the DEA in Omaha, and then we'll talk about the epidemic. Well, uh, my name is Steve Bell. I've been with the DEA uh, about 19 years. Prior to that, I was a, a state and local police officer for 13 years. So in the game, I'm in my 32nd year in law enforcement. And I've been here in Nebraska coming up on five years. I love it here. Um, and what we are going to talk about today is an emerging threat that this country really hasn't seen before, especially here in Nebraska, and it is, it is taking the country by by a wave. 
Yeah, we had a great uh, discussion earlier today, and it just, man, it just really highlighted the issue that's happening. And I was talking to several of my colleagues here uh, at the studio before we started the, the show, and we were all just amazed and blown away by how bad it's gotten, even within the last 6 to 12 months. So how bad is it from your perspective? How bad is this fentanyl epidemic? Well, I think the fentanyl epidemic is is horrible, and uh, unfortunately, I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago here in Nebraska, we were having seizures of uh, a few pills here and there, and then as time progressed, we were we were seizing pills, you know, at 100 at a time. Those seizures now are in the thousands and sometimes tens of thousands at a time. Uh, that's how... Um, crazy this epidemic has gotten is and the seizures that we're seeing here in Nebraska resemble what the rest of the country is seeing. You know, just last year alone, the DEA seized enough uh, lethal doses to kill every single American in the United States. Wow. Uh, so of that number, here's a question I have for you. I was thinking about this. Um, how much of that percentage-wise do you think is actually caught versus how much is actually going out and being utilized? I mean, do you, you know, have an that, estimate there? No, because there, there's no way to quantify what gets through. Uh, you know, I, I think that it, it would be really difficult to say, uh, you know, we're getting 10% or 20%. Right. The mere fact is the... The the pill the the fentanyl seizures that have occurred in the country and here in Nebraska continue to climb, which means that uh, where it's being sourced out of is Mexico is it's getting pumped into our communities at record rates and it's continuing to rise. How are you confiscating this then? Where are you finding it? You know, what are the situations where you're finding it and where you're actually getting you know your hands on the actual product? You know, I, I think the easiest way to understand it is uh, drug traffickers have nothing but time and money to figure out ways to get their product into our communities. So we see it on people, we see it in vehicles, we see it in packages, we see it in mail, we see it on aircraft, we see it on boats. Hmm. Basically, any way you think you can get anything in the United States, we probably see it. So it is very, very difficult to to stop all of it that is coming in. So if you're over 30 years of, of working in law enforcement, how have you seen this then, even within the last 12 to maybe 24 months, impacting our communities? Well, I think if you just look at the fatality rate uh, over the, you know, you know, in 2021, over 107,000 Americans lost their lives to overdose and poisonings. And kind of a visual that I use is... Um, I think one of the largest college football stadiums in the United States is the uh, University of Michigan. I know we're in Nebraska, but it's a big <laughs> house. Uh, it, it's the home of 107,000 screaming fans. Imagine that stadium filled with with people, uh, kids, husbands, wives, brothers, and sisters, and all of a sudden all those people are gone. Mm. That is the amount of Americans we lost in 2021. The the statistics for 2022 have not been released by the CDC, but by all accounts, I would expect that number to be greater than 107,000. So, of those numbers, how many you know are how how much of it is impacting our youth today? Well, it is impacting greatly. In fact, according to the CDC, it is the number one uh, killer of our youth from 18 to 45 is drug overdose and poisonings. And fentanyl is playing a huge part of that. 
All right. So, well, earlier today we were talking. You said you had uh, attended a, a family summit where you were learning more information about how you know how this was impacting families. Can you tell tell us that story a little bit about how it is impacting our families in ways that we, we may not think about? You know, it was one of the most humbling events I've ever had in my law enforcement career. Uh, Last November, uh, the DEA Omaha Division Office held a family summit where we invited families uh, who have suffered the tragic consequences of overdose and poisoning. And that is really the first time in my law enforcement career wherever when I had the opportunity to sit down with these families and listen to their story. And the overwhelming majority of these stories that we heard from these parents uh, was that their loved one, most of them were kids, had taken what they thought was a legitimate prescription, you know, a legitimate tablet, whether it be a Percocet, Adderall, hydrocodone, oxycodone, and it was actually a fentanyl pill or a pill containing fentanyl. Mm. And uh, they overdosed or and died. Uh, and, you know, to listen to um, their stories, it, it, it tears you apart. And unfortunately, there's 107,000 of those stories that yeah. occurred in 2021. Yeah. Very impacting. It's seven, it's uh, five seventeen. We're talking with Assistant Special Agent in Charge Steve Bell from the Drug Enforcement Administration in Omaha on the Voice of Lincoln fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Um, now, Steve, I was shocked to find out just what you were talking about. The fentanyl is now being made to look like other prescription drugs, um, Adderall, Xanax, of the like. As a matter of fact, right before the show, um, Michael Wheeler from our news department came in and said that they had been uh, in touch with the State Patrol. Today, they arrested a twenty eight year old woman here in Lincoln charged with three felonies by mailing herself 1,000 fentanyl pills that were counterfeited as oxycodone. What kind of problem is this? I mean, this is the thing that scares me because people are buying things off the internet, maybe across the borders, and now they may not even know exactly what they're getting and it can kill them. You're you're absolutely correct. Um, It is a huge problem. And unfortunately, uh, the the Sinaloa cartel and the CJG cartel in Mexico are pushing this poison into our communities and they're making it look like our uh, legitimate medication when it's not. And what we have found is, you know, gone are the days where you can get online and order your meds and you have full confidence of what it's going to be. Like if you were doing a, um, you know, a, either a pain reliever or antihistamine or something like that. If you cannot say that that prescription comes from a licensed medical practitioner in the United States, truly you have no idea what you're getting. And unfortunately, we are seeing it time and time again where people order things on the on the Internet and it actually is a fake pill that contains a lethal amount of fentanyl. I just I don't get that. I, that it's starting to make me really angry. So, uh, because we're poisoned, I mean, our people are being poisoned, our kids are being poisoned, family are, are being poisoned, and uh, you're out there working hard. As a matter of fact, on your website, uh, dea dot uh, gov, uh, you've got a great um, resources available to people, especially I, I think parents need to see this as well. Um, of the pills lookalikes and the counterfeits, um, tell us a little bit about the resources that you do have that can help people. Well, I mean, for starting off, DEA.gov is a is a great resource, and it gives a night. You know, parents. You know, a lot of people think they can tell the difference between a a legitimate pill and a fake pill, and I would 
I have seen enough that there it is virtually impossible to tell the difference just by looking at them. Uh, you need a special chemical test to, to be able to ascertain that. You know, on on that we have a fentanyl tab that gives all kinds of resources, uh, educational resources, and and where to go for people that are seeking treatment. Uh, you know, like SAMHSA has a great website. There's uh, JustThinkTwice.gov. There's GetSmartAboutDrugs.gov. There's a lot of resources out there to help people not only provide education, but to guide them in the correct way to find resources to get help with addiction. Yeah, on your website, you also have pictures as well. I mean, you cannot tell the difference between these pills. I mean, it is crazy how they are counterfeiting these um, to get them into into the public. So utilize that, uh, that website, DEA.gov. Um, Steve, how how powerful is this poison? How much of, of of fentanyl does it take to actually be a lethal dose? So that's that's the the really important question. Only two milligrams of fentanyl is a potential lethal dose. What does two milligrams look like? I for those that are listening, take a salt shaker and shake out just a little bit in your hand and try to get six to six to ten grains of salt. That would be almost equivalent to two milligrams. We're not talking a whole lot. Two milligrams will fit on the the end of a number two pencil on the on the lead. It it is a very very small amount, and that is a lethal dose. So where drug traffickers get this wrong is it takes such a little amount that they put in their pills and their calculations are wrong or it's a hot batch. And next thing you know, they have too much of fentanyl in a tablet and and a person is poisoned and unfortunately passes away. Well, we're seeing, I know I've read some articles and you know, I was talking to one of my colleagues here about um, little children um, being around even just the dust of fentanyl and where they're actually overdosing as well. Are you seeing that? Yeah, we are very familiar with uh, cases involving uh, small children. You know, you know, as a as a parent myself, when my kids were little, one of the things that kids do is they put everything in their mouth. Right. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, there are tragic circumstances where people have what they think is, uh, you know, either a legit pharmaceutical pill or or an illicit pharma, you know, illicitly fake pill. And they have it laying around, and, they, and, a, and, a, and a toddler comes around and puts it in his mouth and uh, unfortunately suffers a tragic life event uh, and passes away. You know, so, yes, it is it is happening, and it, it happens to not only children, it happens to adults as well. Well, if somebody is, um, if, if they suspect somebody around them has fentanyl, or maybe themselves, maybe they're wanting to get help and, and they don't know what to do, what would the best steps be for them to take? Because I know a lot of people are concerned, like if they utilize it, maybe they're overdosing, you know, that they're going to get in trouble, which might, hold, you know, hinder them from even seeking out to get help. And we, we don't want that. We want them to get help. You know, I, I know I can speak for the majority, you know, law enforcement. We're, we're not going after the end user. Okay, we are going after the people that are peddling this poison and putting it on our streets for people that are are addicted and need help, there's all kinds of resources. And, you know, DEA.gov, just think twice.gov, get smart about drugs.gov, uh, and get treatment and, and get help. If there are people out there that suspect that uh, people are, um, 
you know, possessing fentanyl or distributing fentanyl or have a large quantity of, of fake pills, I would urge them to, you know, call the police, call the DEA, and, you know, it is a huge priority for us to handle these kinds of cases. And you may think you want, you know, to just throw it away, flush it, whatever. You may think you're getting rid of it. The reality is somebody else may come in contact with it, which could, which could be just as dangerous. So yeah, the authorities absolutely. need to take care of it. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, the skin is an amazing barrier of keeping things out of your body. But if you hold a tablet in your hand long enough, you know, your pores open up, perspiration eventually breaks down the tablet and you start absorbing it. Uh, you know, so you always got to be handle it with precaution. And the, the safest way to do it is to call the professionals to handle it. I um, did a show about six months ago and, and uh, it was about Narcan and it being available to anybody who wants to get it. I went out, I went to a pharmacy, I went through the process to get it to see how easy it was to have. But also I think it's important for everybody to have it. It's free, it's accessible. How important is do you think it is for just the average person to have some Narcan in case somebody's overdosing? I think it's extremely important. You know, all of our agents here carry Narcan, and some, like myself, carry multiple doses just in case we come across. I don't think you could ever be too prepared, and I think um, it, it is a free resource. Uh, I've been to several pharmacies here in the Omaha metro area that just gladly hand it out. So I would, I would, you know, for sure have it on you. So God forbid you ever have to, to utilize it. It's really easy to, to give to somebody. You know, it's usually through the nose, uh, like a nose spray. But you know, why wouldn't we all just carry it, you know, because sometimes you have, a lot of times you have that person that has no idea what they're taking and then they're experiencing a poisoning or overdose and, you know, John Q. Citizen has a, a dose of Narcan and is able to save their life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Steve Bell from the DEA, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great information and um, hopefully we can have you back again and we can talk about this some more. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. All right, you too. Have a good weekend. It's 525. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. It's 529, 31 degrees outside. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander today. Thank you so much to our listeners and for calling in and we're answering questions between breaks and all that. We appreciate that. Uh, just a very important show that we're doing today about fentanyl. We want to thank Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Steve Bell from the Drug Enforcement Agency Administration in Omaha. Just provided some great information about fentanyl. It's just horrible what's happening and um, we all need to be aware of it. We all need to be aware of it and do what we can to help out. Well, Husker Sports, we've got a lot of action going on this weekend. The Husker men's basketball team is going to try to improve their record this weekend by taking on Penn State tomorrow. Pre-game is going to be at 12-15. Tip-off at 1-15. You can hear that game right here on KLIN. And then Husker, uh, the Husker women's basketball team, they're 12-7. and They've got a big game as well. It's right here in Lincoln. On Sunday against number 9 Maryland, tip-off is going to be at 1 o'clock. Well, coming up in the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Tasia Brummagen, uh, peer support specialist from the Wellbeing Initiative here in Lincoln. 
Lincoln. She's got her own personal story about the devastation of drugs, having overdosed herself, and then also finding help recovering, and now she's passionately helping others to overcome their addictions as well. She's got an inspiring story of resilience and hope, and she's going to share that with us uh, here in just a few minutes, so stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, up next, we're going to check in with Fox News and then KLIN News uh, with Michael Wheeler, who does an amazing job. You're dry, uh, listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on your drive home today. We appreciate that. It's 537, 31 degrees outside. Feels like 30 here in downtown Lincoln. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander today. He's going to be back uh, in the seat on Monday, and uh, we'll be welcoming him back. I'm sure, John, you'll be ready to have Jack get in here after a week with me. Yeah, I mean, I'm always ready for either circumstance. <laughs> it's Jack always and I good. get along great, but you and I also get along great. Absolutely. So. No, it's absolutely a blast. So thank you for doing all you do. Uh, weather-wise, we're going to be like uh, right at 30, uh, low 30s all week long for the next actually about 10 days. So, um, you know, just keep warm out there. You know, grab some chili or cinnamon rolls. Hey, you, have you seen that? Uh, 402 Creamery is now teaming up with Runza to do a um, chili and cinnamon roll ice cream. I did not see that. Would you try that? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd try it, but <laughs> the, the chili part sounds weird. It does sound weird. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. All right. All right, we're going to see if Johnny does that someday. So, <laughs> All right, well, in the first half of the show, we had a powerful conversation with Assistant Special Agent Steve Bell from the DEA of Omaha about really how horrific fentanyl and the epidemic is and how it's devastating our country, especially here in Nebraska as well and in our own communities. Um, it's a must-listen-to show. I highly recommend that you check it out if you didn't get to listen to it live. Uh, you can check out the podcast at KLIN.com or go to our KLIN app. Simply look up Drive Time Lincoln and you'll be able to find it and all of our past shows there as well. Right now we're joined by Tasia Brummagen. Uh, she's the peer support specialist from the Wellbeing Initiative here in Lincoln. Tasia personally knows the devastating impact of drugs, uh, having overdosed herself and after finding help and recovering several years ago, she is passionately helping others overcome their addictions as well and we're honored to have her back on the show. So Tasia, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Can you all hear me? <laughs> yes, you sound great. So thank you so much for joining us. I asked you to join us yeah. today uh, because just how uh, powerful this show is going to be, and I know it's going to really help and save lives. Uh, I would love for you to share again your story, your personal story of your battle with drugs, and then how it's led you to help people um, overcome their addictions now as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've been on my wellness and recovery journey since 2016. Um, Before that, I started using substances when I was 14 years old. Um, I experienced a wide variety of mental health um, challenges growing up, um, a lot of trauma. Um, And so I turned to substances uh, to kind of take the pain away. Um, And so I continued to use substances um, throughout my lifetime. Um, I did experience two overdoses when I was using um, that I did overcome. Um, Like I said, I've been in recovery since 2016. Um, I just remember in my addiction, every day wanting to die. Like Mm. it was just, I don't want to do this anymore, but I can't stop. I don't know where to go for help. A lot of the guilt and shame and the embarrassment that came along with it. Um, I just kept using, man. Um, And so, you know, it was um, when I did get to my wellness and recovery journey in 2016, um, every day still is something I'm learning. And I still have to be vigilant about being on my wellness and recovery journey because I truly don't want to die because of my addiction. How did how did your addiction start? What was the what was the spark for that? Yeah, so I, um, I've i also experienced self-harm. Um, so I tried a variety of things to kind of, I was always really angry as a kid, right? I didn't feel like I understood the world around me. You know, I saw a lot of domestic violence in my home, moved around a lot um, in and out of different um, homes and stuff like that. Um, and I just didn't feel like I fit in in the world. Um, and so I did, you know, uh, experience self-harm. Um, and then I skipped school one day and I left with some of the older kids and I tried, um, you know, methamphetamine and that was it for me. Mm. Um, and I just continued to use it. It started week on the weekends and then it turned into a couple times a week and then it was throughout the week and just whenever I could get my hands on it. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. I just, I was looking for an escape. What then caused you, I'm assuming there's, um, you know, some kind of event that happened in your life that caused you to say, you know what, I'm going to, I got to find help to get back, you know, yeah. to a healthy state. What was that? Man, that's, that's hard when I think about it because I lost my children um, to the state. I lost my nursing license. I um, went to jail six times in a matter of two months in and out of jail. Um, and, and that wasn't it for me, man. Um, I was dying. Um, I was 96 pounds when I was arrested. My hair was falling out. I had no liver and kidney function. Um, I almost had to be put on dialysis and and that wasn't enough for me. The two overdoses and nearly dying wasn't enough. I truly just my body, my mind, I, I was tired of it. You know, even throughout all the consequences, there was nothing that was stopping me. But one day I just was like, I, I need to do something different. Um, and, and I tried something different, which was recovery and not using substances. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get it the first time. I, there was a relapse and I tried treatment twice, um, you know, and, and so that was it for me. And I was just done. I was mm. tired. How did it ultimately now you're, you're on the other side of that and you're still, you know, working through that, but how did it impact your family? Your kids. Yeah, so my kids were in foster care for 23 months out of um, the month when I was using substances and when I was trying to get into recovery. Um, my children now are 13, 11, and 7. 
Um, they've been back home with me for about, oh, four or five years. Um, we, we've, we do therapy. We learn other ways, um, you know, to kind of talk to one another and have honest conversations. I do know that my kids know that I'm a safe person to talk to about substance use concerns and their own mental health and experiences because I share very, with limit, honestly and openly about where I'm at in my recovery. Um, it affected our relationship. My kids have a lot of trauma um, and, and, and we work through that together. Um, it's a really cool thing to have my kids say, wow, mom, I like the people you hang out with today. They're not scary anymore, you know. Um, I'm currently in the process of adopting my daughter back in my life. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I lost, I relinquished my rights and um, now I'm on the other side of it and I'm getting ready to adopt her in March. So, um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. She was in the studio when you came in last time. It was so great to meet her and see your relationship and your openness. And yeah. I appreciate your transparency. You know, one of the things we had talked about yeah. back then was the stigma, right, of of overdosing. Yeah. Um, how do you, yeah. how do you work through that? Because I'm sure there are people that are listening, either they're struggling themselves or they know people who are, mm-hmm. and there's a stigma to that, that we, you need to get through in order to get help. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe, you know, in a perfect world, there would be no, no stigma behind, um, substance use, you know, that, that, or even overdosing where we could talk about it openly, where we wouldn't get denied an apartment because of our substance use or a job because of our, our, our criminal, uh, uh, experiences that we've had because of our substance use. Um, so I truly believe in order to break the stigma and reduce the stigma is find your people, get you some support and talk about it. Um, and be open to talking about it because, you know, from someone coming from um, experiencing two overdoses to actually being able to share my story in front of the same police officers who have arrested me at one time, like we need to come to like together and collaborate, you know, um, and work together as a community acceptance. And just um, when someone is asking and talking to you about that support, loving them right where they're at and being willing to listen. Yes. I couldn't agree more. You know, in order to break down any type of barrier um, with anybody, you have to start by getting to know them, building a relationship, and understanding um, where you're coming from, where they're coming from, and uh, that's the part. You know, that's the path of being able to uh, to grow, develop, and to serve. So, it is five forty six. We're talking with Tasia Brummagen from the Wellbeing Initiative on Drive Time Lincoln fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Tasia, um, where are you at now? What's your uh, What are you doing currently with your career? And then let's talk about what you're doing with the well-being initiative because i think you are doing an amazing job you know we talked to uh the special agent uh, steve bell earlier about just how fentanyl is really impacting our communities you are on the front lines of that serving people every single day i'm excited about that let's 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 get into that absolutely so i am a peer support specialist my role in the community is a recovery community navigator at well-being initiative in lincoln nebraska um, the program that I am, um, that I work for is called the OP program, which also stands for Overdose Prevention Intervention. What we do is we provide me and, gosh, we've expanded. We have six other recovery oh, community navigators, five or six. Yeah, we started with uh, uh, three. And so now we've gotten more because we're going into rural Nebraska now. Mm. Um, 
So what we do is we get re- a re- we get referrals for participants or family members, anyone who is at risk to overdosing off of any substance, um, and we make contact with them and we just share our lived experience with our overdose or our substance use and our mental health and how we've gotten to a point of recovery today. We are a judgment-free zone. There is no um, charge for our services. It's free. We don't require that you sign up for it or have any type of insurance um, or anything like that. So that's what we do as a a peer-run organization and um, what a recovery community navigator does. Some of the things that we do when when we support participants is we... We discover what things that are their strengths. Peer support is strength-based. We also go to movies. Whatever the participant is wanting to do for their wellness and recovery journey, we support them with that. How can people get in touch with you guys if, if somebody's wanting um, your services and utilize your services? Absolutely. You can come to our office at 5530 O Street, Lincoln, Nebraska. We're behind the Arby's right there, kind of off of like 56 and O. Um, we have an open office space. Um, we also have our wellness and education center open. Uh, you can, we have a wide variety of groups. You can find our group classes and schedules such as smart recovery, RAP, which stands for wellness recovery action plan. We have yoga. We have just an open peer group. Um, you can see the schedule for our group at our website, which is www.wellbeinginitiatives with the S. Dot org. So www.wellbeinginitiativeswithaness.org. What kind of impact are you seeing you and your colleagues have? I, I, I just think what you're doing is amazing work. Yeah, so it goes anywhere from uh, participants saying, I just, you know, you give me hope, Tasia, right? Like I've had participants say that I give them hope just by sharing my story. Um, I've supported participants at their court hearings. I've supported participants, you know, just meeting them where they're at, having a bad day. I'm on my way, let's hang out, you know, stuff like that. You know, our, our mission, um, our mission um, at Wellbeing Initiative is to empower individuals living with mental health and substance use challenges to reach their fullest potential. Um, And knowing, you know, that's our mission statement. We know that everyone's full potential looks different. And, you know, my full potential looks different than someone else's. And we just want to support the community in reaching whatever they believe is their full potential. It's a holistic approach, it sounds like. Like, you're not just there to try to help with just the addiction. You're trying to help in general with saying, all right, it's the whole person. You, you're valuable in and of yourself. You have a purpose, and you're helping people not only walk through the addiction process, but also life, it sounds like. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's got to be so satisfying. Are you, are you partnering with local businesses, or do you work with, like, local inf- law enforcement uh, in the process of doing this? Absolutely. So we partner with behavioral health agencies, law enforcement, hospitals, schools, local businesses, um, and we provide support, overdose education, and whole health education. So like, where can we obtain free Narcan? Um, What was your experience like, um, you know, searching for treatment? Uh, What treatment options are available? Uh, speaking of Narcan, um, I think when you were here last, I actually went into a pharmacy when they started to provide that for free, went through the process of getting some. I talked to, we talked to special agent, uh, in the first half of the show, how important it is. We think it's important to have, you know, everybody should have Narcan. Just talk about why that is important from your perspective. 
So, um, yeah, having Narcan, you can get Narcan at participating pharmacies for free. Um, and it's a pretty simple process. Um, I have you, I, I carry Narcan on me. Um, and I've had to administer two doses of Narcan by just having it on me. Oh, really? Um, it can save, yes, it can save a life. Um, you know, you see, uh, someone who might be experiencing an overdose, you can administer the Narcan, whether they're overdosing or not. It does no harm. Call 911 and it can, the, those seconds and minutes can matter until the EMTs get there. Um, you just don't know what's in your substances today. Right, right. right. Um, you're, you know, you think you can trust your dealer, um, but ultimately you don't know what's in your substances like at all. And it, it could contain fentanyl. You could be thinking you're using another substance and then next thing you know, you're overdosing off fentanyl. So having that Narcan, um, you know, that's another thing, destigmatizing it, being able to walk into a pharmacy and getting Narcan and being able to carry it with you, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, Special Agent Bell was talking about how they are counterfeiting um, regular prescription-type drugs to look like it, and it's actually fentanyl, and people are buying these online or they're buying them from across the you know borders. They think they're getting one product, then they're actually getting a lethal dose of fentanyl, and it's just poisoning and killing people, which, you know, and, 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 and it's not their intent at all. That's what he was saying. Like, make sure that if you're getting prescription drugs, you're getting it from a licensed pharmacy uh, and nowhere else because you don't know what's in that product if you don't and um, that's why it's important Absolutely. to have Narcon there as well how are you guys all funded in in the work that you do yep so we are federal state and community grant funded and also through local fundraising events we are a nonprofit organization are you um, I'm assuming you are are you in need of volunteers to help you out and and if you would absolutely don't no, go ahead I was gonna say and if so what what kind of options if people are interested in helping out yeah, so we would love to have uh, participants come in and volunteer in our day-to-day -day activities, events, and wellness and education center. They can just come in, you know, um, to 5530 O Street to the office and just ask about um, how you can be a volunteer with us. Well, this is great. Thank you again for, for joining us. And just your transparent story, it's so powerful. And I just really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, you're making a tremendous difference um, in our community. And uh, we deeply appreciate it. Anything else before we, before we head out to our next break that you want to share with our audience? I just wanted to share that you can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn um, at Wellbeing Initiative. All right. Well, Tasia, thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You bet. It's 5.54, and we're going to take our final break here before we wrap things up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. It's 557, 31 degrees outside here in Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon as we kick off the weekend. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander. Jack is going to be back again on Monday. So weather-wise, it's just going to be a cold weekend. So round 30, freezing. Uh, lows are going to be in the teens, so be careful out there. Bundle up. Husker Sports, obviously we've got a lot of Husker basketball going on. The men's team is going to take on Penn State tomorrow, pregame at 12.15. 
115. Tip off at 115. That game can be heard here live on KLIN. And then the women's basketball team um, takes on number nine Maryland here in Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's actually going to that game. So if you want to uh, maybe, you know, spy Johnny Cadillac sitting in the crowd, uh, you can. Tip off's going to be at one o'clock. And then Johnny, tomorrow you're going to be joining me as well, along with Josh Floyd, my executive producer for One Shot, One Life. And we're excited about that show every year. Uh, I like to highlight um, the One Shot, One Life Ultimate Success Formula process. And I've helped thousands of people from around the country achieve their vital life priorities. And these are powerful principles that I teach when I coach one-on-one clients, mastermind groups, seminars, when I go do keynotes. It's the same thing. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, plus, we're going to be joined by our friend Billy the Kid. He's going to come in. He's doing kind of the same thing now. I, I have helped coach him, but he's also doing his own coaching as well. And just we're going to have a great conversation. So check it out. Uh, if you want to make your 2023 your best year yet, all you have to do is tune in tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. for One Shot, One Life. And we've got all kinds of great programming going on Saturday morning. So uh, join us, and then you're going to be able to hear the basketball game starting at, um, what did I say earlier, Johnny? Uh, 1.15 tip-off, 12.15 right here on KLIN. So, Johnny, you got a good weekend set up for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, watching some basketball, doing yeah, some one-shot, anything else? Yeah, uh, just relaxing, watching you know, the playoffs. Oh, the NFL. that's right. Yep. That's right. You're going to be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys, I hear. Um, that is still to be determined. <laughs> the other three games, I have it pretty solidified on who I'm rooting for. But Chris Lofgren's a you know a Chiefs fan, so uh, he's, I you might have to duke it out with him. Proudly rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars in that game. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on Drive Time Lincoln today. If you want to check our recordings, go to KLN.com and check out the KLN app. Big thanks to our special guests, Special Agent Steve Bell and Tasia Brummagen. We appreciate that, and also to Johnny Cadillac for producing the show. Sports Nightly's up next. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on fourteen hundred and 99.3 KLIN.